What is the relation between fiction and philosophy? Is there philosophy in all fiction? Let's consider. Philosophers and welcome to the Philosopher Podcast. Uh, recently, I did a book review on the book *The Hobbit* by J.R.R. Tolkien, and I mentioned that I was going to do a podcast about uh, about the connection between fiction and philosophy because it seems like *The Hobbit* would be an unlikely source of philosophy, and it's it is for sure the case that not every book has got good philosophy. But does every book have philosophy? I think it does. Um, now, there is a lot of philosophy in some fiction. So, for example, uh, Jean-Paul Sartre was a, uh, a philosopher who wrote fiction. Uh, a lot of the existentialists got rich off of fiction. Uh, Sartre, uh, Camus, uh, Kafka. And it's in those cases, it's difficult to hear, uh, to figure out where the philosopher began and where the uh, fiction writer ended. Uh, Sartre, for sure, was a philosopher. And... Kafka wrote existentialist uh, stories, but it wasn't really the case that uh, Kafka was doing hardcore philosophy. Anyway, there there are some uh, some authors that got super rich. That's really the only way that you can become rich off of philosophy, because I mean they just done a lot of money out there. Um, and then uh, Sophie's World we went over before was a, a fictional account. But that was really a unique book in, in the in the sense that it was fiction, but it was kind of like the fiction was only meant to uh, deliver the philosophy, the history of philosophy, really. Yeah, check out my video on that if you, if you haven't already. See if you like it. Um, I mean, the, the book, not, not my video, because of course you're going to like the video. Um, I'm just joking. So... Uh, here's the deal. I think every story has at least some background philosophy. Um, and, and why would I say that? Um, Tolkien's The Hobbit sure doesn't go into a whole lot of philosophizing. It's not like he stops and he starts, you know, um, pondering the meaning of life or anything. But, uh, and this, this is something that's also going to help you when watching um, the news. And, and I think there's a... a, a, a what do you call a uh, parallel here? Um, stories are only stories because they have some point, right? Otherwise, you would just have action sequences, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't be uh, just saying like, then he uh, walked down the street, then he turned right, then he went into the bathroom, then he used the bathroom. You know, I mean, like if if I was just reporting what happened, I would have so much detail that it would be totally useless. Right? When you're telling a story, you're cutting out all of those details that are useless, but that means that you have some point in telling the story, right? And that point is a philosophical point. Like you um, might have it in the background of your head, right? Uh, you might be thinking um, it is good to, I don't know, adventure, good to quest. And that is part of the, uh, the I think, the philosophy in The Hobbit. Um, but you're you're assuming something um, about the world, and uh, you're you're portraying that. And then there is definitely some um, unsophisticated fiction writers um, who are just going to give you you know uh, action or, or romance or something like that. And for those guys, um, 
it's not the case that there is no philosophy. It's just the case that it's not very good philosophy, right? It might make a good story. Uh, that's not to say that they're they're bad at story, but they might just be building off of philosophy that they are just assuming is already there for you. Um, and if you read a book that you disagree with the philosophy, oftentimes you you can see like this was written well. You know, I like it, uh, or maybe I don't like it. And the reason I don't like it is because it, it just doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't seem true. And this was a, a thing that's very weird. Um, I read, uh, not Catch-22, what was that other um, The Things They Carried, I think. And The Things They Carried, I thought it was interesting. The author, um, whose name escapes me now, Tim something, I think. Um, he mentioned that truth in fiction is whether it could have happened, right? Not whether it did happen. And, and to an extent, I agree, you know, to, to an extent, it's, uh, it's something that um, I don't think is married. It wouldn't be fiction if I were telling you exactly what happened, right? Uh, in, the, in the real world. In, instead, fiction is something that is, is made up. So, um, I don't know if the word truth really uh, applies quite as well here, but I think when we're doing fiction, what we're trying to figure out, what we're trying to portray uh, is not necessarily something that um, uh, could have happened in, in the sense that, uh, hey, wouldn't this be cool, right? But it's, it's something that is used uh, something that, that could happen that is used in in order to to bring home that point that the author uh, or is trying to share or that worldview right to put you into that worldview that the author is trying to portray. So, for example, in The Hobbit here, um, Tolkien is trying to to show you that it's it's good to get out of your comfort zone and uh, go off on quests, even if those quests aren't for things that you really like, you know. Um, and he puts you in the perspective of the Hobbit, and you you know you go out there adventuring with the Hobbit, and as if you were a person that never left the house, and all of a sudden you had to become a thief, right? Um, and from that, from those eyes, uh, is it the case that Hobbits always go adventuring? No, you know most of the, almost all of the Hobbits do not go adventuring. Is it the case that this really happened? No. But it is the case that it could have happened, and Tolkien is showing you uh, from this from this you know fictional story that it would have been a good thing if it happened for you. You know, uh, obviously you're not a Hobbit, um, but if uh, the same applies to humans. Um, so uh, yeah, the point is uh, something that the author believes in, assumes to be good in some way, and that's always going to be there um, in any kind of a story. The, the most, let's see, the most um, e easy stories, I, I, I'd say, to, to question this would be something like um, romance novels, right? When you, you go to the grocery store and you walk by that, that aisle of books and you see those bare-chested guys and, you know, ladies in dainty uh, clothing... And you say, there's no philosophy in that book, right? Uh, well, for the very least, they're looking at romance in a particular way. What is romance? And what is a good way of romancing, right? What is, uh, 
what is a way that is is uh, romantic that for humans? What is the best way? Uh, and they're giving you a story to show you what they think that that way is, right? And it's not the case that the author is sitting there thinking, "I'm going to show everybody what I think is the best way of romance." It's that they're assuming that uh, once they show you this, that you know you're gonna you're gonna finger along. And they they're not like, of course, they're not um, intentionally doing that. It's just something that all humans do in the first place. We all philosophize. We all think something about the world, and then we uh, we proceed accordingly. So, yeah, I think for those reasons that uh, fiction is always in philosophy. Interestingly enough, um, this is something that uh, comes out in a debate between Tolkien and another author, C.S. Lewis, another author, author of fantasy. C.S. Lewis wrote... Uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. Tolkien wrote the Lord of the Rings series, and they were both good friends. They were both uh, part of a, a writer's club called the Inklings, and um, along with Owen Barfield, who was also, a, he was a guy that, that nobody really um, knows about anymore, but another brilliant mind. It's bizarre that these guys were, were together, and they were so smart, so, so good at writing. Um, wrote classics. If you hear, by the way, if you hear airplanes and kids in the background, I was supposed to record this podcast last night and I was too tired. And now I'm recording in the middle of the day. And of course, my studio is uh, not soundproof. So I apologize. In any case, these two guys uh, went at things differently. C.S. Lewis began with the philosophy. So he started off with in the Chronicles of Narnia trying to tell a story about the philosophy that he wanted to portray. Um he wanted to show you in uh, *Lion, the Witch of the Wardrobe* uh, what the point of uh, he, he was a Christian and he wanted to show like what's the point of Jesus coming uh, in the first place by showing a uh, a story of Jesus in a different world, right? Um, in each one of the uh, of the stories that he gives, he he has some kind of point like that. Uh, not the same point. He has different points in each one, but but he has some kind of point and he's he's using a story to make his point uh tolkien thought that was the wrong way to go about doing fiction tolkien began with a a, a philosophy and he began with a very well thought out philosophy and then he went off and he wrote a book but he didn't have that philosophy in mind right what he had was uh, that philosophy assumed and then he wrote a story from it and then the philosophy came out in the story he thought that was the right way to go about it as well now, I think it's interesting that both authors were wildly successful. And to me, that is an indication that you can do fiction either way, right? That, that both ways are, are good ways of doing fiction. Um, you may like one more than the other. And maybe for you, that, that, that shows that, like, you're, uh, you know, you would rather have your philosophy, you know, uh, either with a spoonful of sugar or you want tons of philosophy and the fiction is just kind of a nice thing on the, on the side. I don't know. I like both stories a lot. I like both series a lot. Um, so for me, I, I would, you know, I take either one. Um, but in the choice is yours. Uh, do you want your philosophy uh, hidden in your story or do you want all kinds of philosophy all over it? And I understand even if you're a philosopher, I'd understand now you wouldn't like uh, Lewis's approach. You know, I, I definitely hear this, this is what I hear people say about the books. 
that Tolkien is boring and Lewis is uh, too muddled. Um, too, too much crazy stuff, like too much to, to handle. Uh, so I think people dislike Lewis. If, if you dislike him, you dislike him because he because he goes philosophy first. If you dislike Tolkien, you dislike him because, man, that guy really gets into his story and there's just so much detail and that's too much. <laughs> so that is not really a problem with the way he's telling the story. you know. So I would definitely say that Lewis's style doesn't appeal to everybody, but Tolkien's style appeals to everybody. It's just that the guy went off. I mean, he was a linguist. These guys were, uh, he and Lewis uh, were linguists. They, were, they studied language. And Tolkien would make... Uh, he made entire languages for these, you know, these bizarre creatures that he created. Um, it's a lot of detail, man. <laughs> you know, Lewis didn't go so far. Uh, he he was uh, uh, a lot more playful, I guess, in his writing. That's another thing that Tolkien did not like. Uh, Lewis brought Santa Claus into his stories, right? He had just a hodgepodge of everything in the Chronicles of Narnia. And Tolkien just thought that was a mess. And how could you take that seriously, right? Instead, he built, you know, entire countries and maps and stuff. And that's the way he, he thought you should go about it. Another, another debate for the two. But in any case, they were obviously wildly successful. And uh, both, I think, are worthy of our, our, our attention. That's all I got for today. Adios.